Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for uh, showing up, for moving, for allowing us to see you move, actually, in our midst today. And frankly, I don't know what to do to follow up. You know, I've got, I've got some things to say here, but I have nothing to say that's really going to add to today. Except maybe, maybe a couple of things. Uh, know that next week we will do, we'll bring your little sheet back because we'll do this next week. You can just scratch through Mother's Day, May 8th, and put May 15th, which happens to be Pentecost, and who knows, the Holy Spirit may show up again next week, you know. <sighs> I, I was reminded this week in, in reading a, uh, an article in a magazine about a man who was at LaGuardia Airport. And I don't know whether any of you have had the misfortune of spending any time <laughs> in LaGuardia, but it's my, of all the airports in the world, it has to be the worst, the absolute worst. I understand they're doing some things to either remodel it or relocate it or something. A bulldozer would do a lot of help. Um, but he was afraid that he was going to be late for his next flight. So he goes up to this complete stranger that he sees there, this stranger who happens to be carrying two big, black, heavy-looking bags. And he makes a deal of asking the stranger about uh, what time it was. And the stranger's making a big deal about uh, the bags, how heavy and cumbersome these bags were. But the man says to the stranger, uh, do you have the time, sir? And he said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. He looks at his watch, and he says, and Skip, we both like watches, so, you know. He, he was looking at his watch, and he said, the time in New York City is 6 p.m. In Singapore, it's 12 a.m. The temperature outside is 37 degrees, and the barometer is dropping, and my stocks fell two points today. And the guy was absolutely amazed. He said, your watch told you all that? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, it tells me that and a lot more, too. Well, this guy was just absolutely amazed. And he said to the stranger, look, I've got to have that watch. I'll pay you $1,000 for that watch. And the stranger says, no, no. You don't, you, you don't understand. I made this watch. I invented this watch. It's, it's really not for sale. But the man wanted that watch, and you know how it is when we, when we want something. He wanted the watch, and he said, I'll write you a check right now for $5,000 if you'll give me that watch. And again, the stranger said, no, you don't understand. I made this as a gift for my son. He's graduating from college this weekend, and I'm taking it to him right now. And he said, okay then. I'll write the check for $10,000, and I'll give it to you right now. Give me the watch. Well, the stranger thought for a while, and he thought, you know, that's a lot of $10,000 is a lot of money. I can probably bill me another watch. So he said, okay, it's a deal. It's a deal. So the guy writes out the check for $10,000, and he hands it to the stranger, and the stranger puts, it, puts the watch on his uh, 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 hand, 
with a look of satisfaction in his face, even though he'd just given up $10,000. And he turns to walk away, kind of sauntering like he had made the deal of the century. And the stranger says, hey, wait a second, wait a second. And he reaches down and he grabs those two huge, black, heavy-looking bags. And he smiles at the man and he says, you forgot the batteries. Oh, come on. That was a lot of work for that. (laughs) The point is that all of us at some time or other, sometime or other, we've fallen into the same trap, haven't we? We think we're making the greatest decision in the world, in our personal life, in our relationship with somebody, in our career, in the stock market. We don't see the hidden catch. We don't really look for the hidden catch. We don't see the baggage that comes with it. We don't see the hidden consequences to any decision that we make. I don't think anybody intentionally makes a decision knowing that there's going to be a lot of emotional baggage that comes along with it. That they're having that they're going to have feelings of guilt and regret and shame and disappointment that's connected to their decision. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you don't see it coming until it's too late, and you end up with all that emotional baggage, which so many of us carry around with us for the rest of our lives. That's what we were talking about here today. Some of you have baggage that you're carrying around with you, and you want to get rid of it. And you can leave it after the service. The majority of the time, you pick up that unwanted baggage when you start operating outside of God's will. That's when it happens. And we talked about this last week. In the Bible, it's called sin. And remember that we said God's will for your life is God's best for your life. He wants the very best for you. And, and that act of, uh, of uh, defiance, I guess, separates us from God. And that's what the, the Bible calls sin. And the Bible says that there is always a consequence. There are always multiple consequences, probably, to any sin in your life. And here's some of the consequences that I've discovered personally when I chose to step outside of God's will. I just wonder if any of these are familiar (laughs) uh, to any of you. Disappointment over missed opportunities. Regret over past mistakes that I've made. Lost dreams. Guilt. Shame. Fear. This, This feeling that I don't like myself very much anymore. How could anybody else like me? A lot of us, a lot of you, are carrying that baggage around with you right now. And the solution, the only solution that there is, is forgiveness. And last week we learned what forgiveness from God looks like. 
when we looked at the parable of the prodigal son. That was the focus, how God forgives you and me. And, and remember, God will forgive you. No matter how far you've run from him, no matter how many times you've turned your back on him, God will forgive you. That's what it says in Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 16. It says, none of, God is talk, speaking here, he says, none of their past sins will be brought up again. Man, isn't that nice? There isn't a laundry list that somebody's going through checking off. Oh, yeah, you remember when you did this, and then three weeks ago you did. You know, no, I won't say that. I shouldn't say that. I'll get in trouble if I say that. But some people can remember those little things, can't they? For a long, 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 long time after they've taken place, you didn't fold the laundry. You left it there. And that was six months ago. You know, and, but it just happens. But the problem we're talking about today isn't forgiveness from God. The problem we're going to talk about today and next week is why we have such a hard time forgiving ourselves. How we tend to carry this baggage around from our past and never really forgive ourselves. So I put a big idea in there for you this week, and I think we're going we're gonna to stop right after that. The big idea for this week and next week, and maybe even the next week we'll see what happens, is this. Forgiveness is real when it comes from God, but it doesn't become real in my life until I learn how to forgive myself. It's real, but it doesn't really play out, act itself out, come to the fruition until I learn how to forgive myself. So if you want to learn how to forgive yourself, come back next week. We're going to look at Peter. We'll give you a little hint there. I've got some verses in your in your handout that you can read maybe ahead, Peter is the perfect example of this. How can you forgive yourself? Let's go to this table right here. You know, Jesus and his disciples, on the night right before he was betrayed, were having Passover meal up in the upper room, and he was talking to his friends about the things that were heaviest on his heart. He was trying to make them understand that, in, in what we're talking about today, that they, were, they had baggage. They were going to have more baggage and more baggage and more baggage. And that what he was getting ready to do was going to be the solution to their problem. And my problem. And your problem. What he was going to do was lay down his life to pay for our sins to make right those times that we've turned our backs on God and done our own thing 
gone our own way. Didn't want to listen to what he had to say. We took, we took the lesser way instead of the best way that God wanted us to have. He knew that. Because we're all people. We're all humans, and we all do that at some time. But he wanted his friends to remember it very clearly. And so he decided at that Last Supper that he would have an object lesson for them. Something that would not only make them remember and understand in a few days, but would be something that we could use today, 2016, to remember the very same thing. And he took bread, and he broke the bread, and he said, Friends, friends, this is my body that's broken for you. And he said, this cup is the new covenant. It's in my blood that's poured out for the forgiveness of all of your sins. He said, as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you will remember my death until I come again. You will remember what I did until I come again. You will remember how important what I did is until I come again. You will remember that in my going to the cross, I actually paid the penalty for your mistakes so you didn't have to. You will remember that until I come again. And you'll also remember that by doing this, I've purchased a place for you in heaven. I want you to come along with me. I'm begging you, come. Just receive the gift that I have for you. Servers, as you come, I'd like for the rest of us We've had some introspective time this morning already, but take some more time to think about your life, the situations in your life, where you actually stand today in your relationship to God through His Son, Jesus. And is it where you would want it to be? More importantly, is it where God would want it to be? And if it's not, now's the time. Now's the time. Remember those things with him. Just agree with him that those things have happened. I had so many things planned for us to do on this board at this time, but we'll have to hold that for next week. <laughs> I can't wait for you to get on that board. This is interactive time. So come prepared next week. He wants to forgive you. You know, the work's already done. There's nothing you have to do. Absolutely nothing you have to do other than agree with him that you've made these mistakes and say, 
I am sorry. Forgive me. And he already has. So as you come for your uh, communion service this morning, have on your mind those things, that baggage that you're carrying around still. If you need to drop some of it off up here, do so. Hey, if you would like to, even though this wasn't part of my plan, if you would like to write something on this board that maybe is a a symbol or a reminder for you of what that baggage is without letting everybody else know what it is. Initials. You know, maybe there's somebody that is you're having a relationship problem with and you want to write initials down. You can do that. Just write it on the board up here. Leave it. I think over the next several weeks we're going to try to cover those boards up with baggage. Come to his table this morning because he wants each one of us to have the opportunity to partake of this feast that he has for us. The baskets up here are for your connect cards, for your tithes and offerings. All the servers have juice, so if you choose not to use wine, there is juice available at any of the stations. Ministry teams over here, ministry teams over here. We'll have a ministry team here. We'd love to pray for you. If you didn't get prayed for to your fullest a little while ago, we would be happy to pray individually for you. That's what we're here for. We will stay as long as you need us to stay. Come to his table this morning. Again, the table of forgiveness. Come just now.